0: Hello, wonderful people. I wanted to talk to you today about High Vigilant Independence. I'm calling it High Vigilant Independence because I want to mess with a little bit with the overwhelmingly positive um, interpretation and association we often have as third culture kids with the term independence. On the face of it, independence sounds brilliant, right? We celebrate Independence Day. We support young people as they grow into independence. And more likely than not, as third culture kids, we've had the word used to describe us in a really affirming way. You're so independent, self-sufficient, competent, grown up. Sometimes, even when we use it in a bit of tongue-in-cheek criticism, they're independent to a fault. It's still with a certain amount of admiration. They're so independent, it actually hurts them. Wow, what a person. I'm being a bit facetious, but I want to disrupt that overwhelming positivity with the word independence because in my work I see it much more nuanced an experience. I work with people who have been so independent that leaning on the people around them, being helped, being vulnerable is not Simply uncomfortable but terrifying. And that tells me something about our experience of threat and independence as a coping strategy or defense in the face of threat. It seems to me. That whenever we're using independence to keep ourselves feeling safe we're using it in a very high vigilant way we're using it on high alert to keep ourselves safe and that immediately makes me wonder where the danger is now for some of you listening this is such an obvious question Dependence is danger. For a lot of us, it simply wasn't an option. Depending on other people, what other people? For a lot of us, our families were the only constant in moving around. And that leads us to a sense of isolation and vulnerability if we can't meet all of our own needs in the first instance. Given that, I want to just note that a lot of us do talk about the tightly knit expatriate communities that we felt embedded in. And there we can see a lot of give and take, people feeling supported, It's the kind of casseroles turn up on your doorstep in a time of crisis kind of culture. But even there, even people who grew up in these kinds of communities, I see an ambivalence and complication around being needy. Because... When push came to shove, being a family or an individual in need whilst abroad would often be enough to precipitate a return home. Your organisation or perhaps your family in your passport country would strongly encourage a return home if there was a sense that you weren't coping optimally. So, we have this very basic need towards self sufficiency that I think we learn and observe in the people around us from a very young age. And I want to just explore the beliefs behind this independence this sense that I don't need help, I am the helper. I am self-sufficient, it becomes a point of pride to be independent. And by contrast, to be dependent is to be needy, to be vulnerable, to be incompetent, a bit hopeless. It can be a point of shame. For those of us who grew up with a focus and a priority on independence, anything short of complete self-sufficiency can feel like a leap into dependence, hopelessness. And what I want to explore today is an expansion of that um, polarizing duality. I want to explore a middle option along this scale. If on one end we've got independence and on the other we've got dependence What is the point in the middle called? And here is interdependence. The belief around interdependence isn't I don't need help, isn't I'm vulnerable and hopeless or helpless. It isn't even about me, I would suggest. Interdependence is a belief about people And the world in general. It's not personal. It's not about my personal qualities anymore. It is a belief not about I. But about people. People help each other. Independence says I don't need help. Because my worth is predicated on being the helper. Dependence is also about me. It's about my hopelessness, my helplessness, my vulnerability, my neediness. Interdependence is this wonderful, beautiful place in the middle where people help each other, where I can receive and give help because people do that, and I am people. It's not necessarily about teamwork. Because in teamwork, there is a what my role is and what my added value is. It's not about necessarily even give and take. Because with there, we add up the columns. It's okay for them to help me this week because I helped them last week. Interdependence is about a fundamental sense of grace, of mutuality. Of this is how people are allowed to be. They give and receive. And it all sort of works out in the end. And it requires a longer time frame than a lot of us experience growing up. Interdependence means trusting it will work out somehow, that I won't forever be the helper. And I won't forever be the person who needs. That there'll be a rebalancing, an equilibrium that is met somehow. But over perhaps a longer time frame. When I'm speaking or feeling from a place of independence, high vigilant independence, I will allow myself to be helped if I can perceive where I might be able to pay it back quickly. Or where perhaps they're helping me is paying back help I've already given. The accounts are right, swiftly. Because to sit in ambivalence longer term is much more anxiety provoking. And this is something I've probably mentioned in previous podcasts, that for a lot of us as TCKs, I think we do work on a truncated timeline. We don't have a sense of, well, you helped me out loaning me some money seven years ago, so now it's my turn to ferry you around to all of your doctor's appointments, because interdependence. It's much more on a week-by-week, or perhaps even a day-by-day basis. I've got to pay it back. I've got to pay it back. How do you feel about the notion of interdependence? A lot of us might simply lack the data required to hold the belief people help each other with any kind of confidence. When we've experienced high mobility in childhood, perhaps we weren't people. Perhaps we didn't feel like we benefited from that same sense of embeddedness and belonging that meant we were included in a communal cooperative of help proffered and received. But what about now? What would it mean if we were to assume that it was okay to receive help. That that didn't make us hopeless, that that didn't signal our incompetence. Perhaps it signaled something much more longed for. Perhaps it's about belonging. Perhaps asking for and receiving help is how one enters into dependence. I am terrible for this. Full disclaimer, I am the most difficult person to help. I would rather do it badly on my own, in many instances, than feel indebted or stupid or incompetent. Very often Offers of help are met with glumness and a depressive mood in me where I even hear the offer as a slight, as an indication that they don't trust I could do it on my own. That independence has been such a point of pride that anything dependent Well, let's just say I can be quite high vigilant against it. And yet, as I grow and as I learn, there's been a shift. There's been a shift where I've noticed that receiving somebody's offer of help gladly, somehow, strengthens our bond. There's this crazy paradox about that for me because I've spent years thinking that to put myself in, in a place of indebtedness to somebody else makes me less lovable and more leaveable. It means that I'm not pulling my weight. I'm not adding value. I'm a drag on their life, I've made their life harder and yet to be helped when I actually sit with the present experience of that, when I can approach it gladly and in trust that they're doing it willingly, we feel more connected. And then I reflect on all the offers of help I have ever put out there into the world and how offering that help made me feel more connected to that individual. And then the paradox falls away and it becomes the most obvious thing in the world. It's just so much more comfortable to be on the helping end than on the needing end. But the formula only works with both parts and to be forever the helper is to forever not need to be self-sufficient, to be slightly at a distance. I'd invite you to take a few moments to consider where you feel you land on this scale. Are you independent to a degree of high vigilance? Do you feel stuck in dependence? Vulnerable and hopeless? Do you avoid that place at all costs? Have you explored interdependence? Where there's give and where there's take, where there's longevity, where people help each other. Thank you for listening. Until next time, bye.